Worship team, good evening, Impact City Church. Good evening. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. We're so excited that you made time to join us to worship. I'm going to invite you to have your seats for just a few moments. I realize that I am the only thing between you and Charles Tacos. Amen. Amen. Let's, uh, as you're seated, I'm so excited once again to welcome you. And it's a, it's a great, great feeling to be here in the house of God this Wednesday, be able to stop and just reflect on his goodness. Has he been good to you? Has he been good to you? He's been better to me than I've been to myself. Amen. John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 22 through 31. I invite you to turn there with me. I'm so excited that the youth are here joining us. Amen. Can we give them a hand? That's right. John chapter 3, verse 22, and we'll go to verse 31. After this, Jesus and his disciples went out into the Judean countryside where he spent some time with them and baptized. Now John was also baptizing at Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptized. This was before John was put in prison and an argument developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, Look, he is baptizing and everyone is going to him. To this, John replied, A person can only receive what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine. And it is now complete. And watch this. This is the key verse here. He must become greater. Speaking of Jesus, I must become less. He must become greater. I must become less. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. Amen. No, that's a lot of reading, but I'm going to break it down for you with the help of the Lord. So nobody, when you look at the four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, no one does a more definite job, a clearer job, a more focused job, a more targeted job of being able to show us the gospel than John. John is the one that uh, portrays the, the story of Lazarus that's found in John chapter 11 that you don't find in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John is the one in the fourth chapter who describes a Samaritan woman that you don't find in any of the other gospels. So John is very blunt, uh, to say the least, and, and he goes straight into it. He dives right in and he tells us the way he sees it. He's the one that says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. It's John chapter 1, verse 1. He, he jumps right into it. And then he goes into verse 14 and he said, And that word was made flesh. And he dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. He lets us know that the God that created the, the heavens 
and the earth is a divine picture of who God is. And it is not found, what his stories include, are not found in, in the other gospels. And, and John lets us know that the key scripture that we quote time in and time and time again, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. John is the only one that says that. But when we look at John chapter 3, we tend to focus so much on that key verse that we often overlook the rest of the chapter. And we look at the former part and overlook the latter part. John was not someone that was common. John was an extraordinary man. He was somebody that was just radical. His, his diet was radical. He ate locusts. If John was alive today, he'd probably be a, an ultra-vegan. He, he was a radical. And, and God, isn't it so awesome that he was not very common, but yet God chose him in the midst of that, in the midst of his awkwardness, in the midst of his ability to stand out, God said, man, John, I have great plans for you. Isn't it awesome that God takes what, what maybe in, in my eyes makes me awkward and maybe what makes you awkward and God says, I can use that for my good. I'm glad that, that he sees my potential. He, he doesn't see me the way I see myself. I see myself in my weaknesses and my vulnerabilities. I see myself in the light of, of being able to know everything. And yet when God looks at me, he says, John, I'll take what I can use and I'll make it good. I'm grateful for the, for the things that I'm insecure in sometimes. And I'm grateful for the things that I'm not so certain about because it is those things that God can take and he can use for good. So, so right now you, you ought to be rejoicing for, for, the, for the negative that, that you have deemed negative, for the things that you have seemed to say, man, I wish if there was one thing. I could change about me, I would change this. Could it be that that is the one thing that God is saying, man, I could really maximize that and I could really do something great in your life if you just put yourself available and place yourself in my hands. John was not someone common. He was not somebody ordinary. People would come from miles and miles away to come and see this man and to be baptized of him. It was something that was just so phenomenal. And, and right at the cusp, right at the moment that his ministry is exploding and right when things are, are going good. So imagine with me all these people following him. All, all of a sudden things begin to change uh, right in, in the middle of it all. John pauses and tells us, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the, the sins of the world. John is the first one that lets us know that the sacrifice that is mentioned in Genesis that we see for the very first time is now being fulfilled and being completed in, Je in, in Jesus in this moment when Adam and Eve sinned and they had to sacrifice an animal and take the skin of their anim that animal to cover themselves because of their nakedness. John lets us know that what took place in Genesis is now 
now taking place. He says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Just as there was a sacrifice that covered Adam and covered his fault, he lets us know that there is a sacrifice coming who is Jesus, the Almighty God who is coming, and he is the one that covers us. I'm glad he covers us. I'm glad he covers us. He covers the areas that you are ashamed of. He covers the area that you still deal with guilt uh, because of. He covers those areas. Anytime the enemy wants to come and tries to to manipulate and tries to to maneuver a situation in your life, you ought to do what John did on that day and said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. There is a God who covers us. Amen. He is the God that covers us. Behold, and, and all of a sudden, what takes place is John is baptizing, and there's, there's other baptisms taking place down the road, and, and the disciples are worried that John is losing people because of what is taking place over there. But, but John understood that it was not about him. It was, there was a greater picture, and he understood that he must become less so God could become greater. The, the King James Version says, I must decrease so he can increase. And, and can I just say that one of the most difficult things for you and I as humans to be able to accept is that, that, that it is not just about us. Uh, we are not. We are not beyond being replaced. Uh, every single one of us has a purpose and that God wants to fulfill, but, but it's not all about me. It's not all about me, and it's not all about you either. And John understood that. John understood that. that and this is important for us to keep in mind that when changes happen and that when shifts begin to take place in our lives, that when we begin to see things that, that we didn't used to see, we have to understand that, that we didn't start the work, that God started it. And because he's the one that started it, he's the one that's going to finish. He is the beginning, and he is the end. He is alpha and he is omega. I don't have to worry myself. I don't have to stress myself out about everything because I have to know that God is in control and God takes care. I, I can cast my care on him because he cares about me. I have to just trust the process and understand that he is in control, that, that God did not call you to leave you in the situation, the abandoned, forsaken, without any hope and without any remedy. I have to understand that God's purpose in my life is greater than for me to die halfway through the road. Know that he started it. He, he began the good work and he will fulfill it. He will complete it. I have to keep my faith in in him, I have to keep my eye on the prize and say, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I do know that weeping endures for a night, but joy, a sweet joy comes in the morning. I have to, I have to know that if I have my focus on Jesus, that, that I can fix my eyes on him. He is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. He is the one. He is the one. So if you're in the, mid, in the middle of a transition right now in your life, in, in something that is taking place internally, know that he started it, he's going to finish it. And even though it doesn't look the way you want it to look right now, it does not mean that he is not in control. He is near even when you don't feel him near. This incredible story of John started 
with a woman named Elizabeth. This, this woman who found herself pregnant, and, and it was kind of ridiculous for her to be pregnant in the situation, the circumstance that she was in. Her husband, Zachariah, is surprised at the fact that she is expecting, and, and all of a sudden, something that could never be now is. We serve a God of impossibilities. We serve a God that can intervene and can do a great work when it seems that all hope is lost and all hope is gone. These two people, Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth, had lost all hope of being able to have a child. And all of a sudden, they, they find themselves pregnant. She's pregnant. And he's, he's the anxious father but, but the historians let us know something that is so important for us to realize in this story, that, that while she is pregnant, something that she has been hoping for, something that she has been waiting for for so long, while she is in this joyful moment, the historians let us know that for six months there is a period where there is no movement in the womb. Everyone knows the indication of what that could entail. So she is smiling on the outside, but she's hurting and worried on the inside. Have you ever had to smile through worry? Have you ever had to smile through frustration? Have you ever had to? And the incredible thing about this story is, is that she knows what is taking place on the inside, but she has no one that she can trust to be able to share what is really going on. She, she knows that she can't just run and tell anybody because if she tells the right person, that right person, you just, sometimes you just have to tell one person a th- and a thousand people know later. A- amen. Sometimes that's all it is takes is just tell one person and everybody finds out so she can't run and tell anybody but but little did she know that down the street her cousin Mary her cousin Mary was just visited by the angel Gabriel who said you are highly favored you are going to have a child and the and the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you so here you have Elizabeth who can't talk about her situation here you have Mary who can't talk about her situation because they're both unique in and of them of themselves they're both they're both rare situations so the what we understand is that Mary comes to visit Elizabeth and, and little did she know that while these two cousins, Mary and Elizabeth were cousins, while they were going to have a conversation, something greater was going to happen on the inside of both of them. So here comes Mary pregnant with Jesus. And here we have Elizabeth who, who is also pregnant but has no idea what is taking place. They don't have, remember, they don't have the science that, that, is, that we have available today. She does not know what is going on. On. But, but we understand that, that the Bible tells us that when they greeted each other, all of a sudden Elizabeth felt something move in her womb. Amen. This is awesome because something that, that was not moving... Something that was not showing any hope. Something that seemed to be dead. All of a sudden when Mary t- 
hugs Elizabeth. There is movement in Elizabeth's womb. And, and the reason why is because Mary was carrying the resurrection and the life. So let me, let, me tell, let me tell it this way, that wherever Jesus is, amen, wherever Jesus is, something incredible can happen. It doesn't matter what is going on on the inside of you, something that you have not been able to share and something that you have not been able to disclose and something that you have not been able to tell even the closest people, something that is on the inside that is worrying you, that when Jesus gets a hold of it, there is going to be life. I don't know about you today, but I believe that he is still the resurrection and the life. I still believe that while we may be struggling on the inside, I have a God who sees everything and who knows everything and can do anything. So Elizabeth, all of a sudden, that joy that was slipping away is now Returning because she knows something great is about to happen. If you have something inside your life today that you have, that you have given up on and that you have stopped praying, don't give up. If Jesus is in the mix, he can do anything. So years go by. Obviously, we know John is born. We know Jesus is born. 30 years go by. Jesus, John's ministry is on the verge of exploding. And here comes Jesus. And he says, behold the Lamb of God. He's baptizing. And all of a sudden he spots him. And he feels and he knows that something great is about to happen. Because even before he sees him, he says, I'm just here to prepare the way. I'm just here because I know something greater is going to come. Have you ever had the, sens the sensation, the feeling that something greater is coming? That's what John was experiencing on that day. And on that day when he sees Jesus, he goes, he realizes that this is the moment that he was born for to make a way for Jesus. And he said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And here we have Jesus. He walks into the water. They have this conversation. The last time they spoke and the last time they saw each other, they were both in water. And now all of a sudden, here they are in the water once again. John tells him, recognizes who he is. Jesus tells him, John, baptize me. And John says, I don't need to baptize you. You are. You are Jesus. I need you to baptize me. And, John, and Jesus tells him, no, I need to be baptized so the scriptures can be fulfilled. We, are, we know the story John baptizes Jesus. And as he ascends, the Bible tells us that, that the spirit descends. The heavens open. The spirit descends in the form of a dove. We, we hear the voice or we see the, the voice. We see that it recorded where he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And all of a sudden on that moment... Jesus' ministry takes off like never before, and John begins to fade into the background. And from that moment on, it is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. I must decrease, 
so he can increase. I must become less so he can become greater. If the worship team will join me. So let me tie it into you this way. John did, I'm going to put this spin on it. John did everything that he could with what he had available. He worked, he ministered, he worked, he ministered some more, he worked, he worked. But there came a point where he said, I can't do it anymore because I have to fade into the background and I have to let Jesus take the place that is rightfully his. So what, what is this, how does this tie into to you and how does this tie into me? There's some, some of us in this place that have worked, that have brainstormed, that have tried. You've tried to overcome a habit on your own. You've tried to overcome. You've tried to get over the past hurt. You've tried to get over the mistake. You've tried to get over the failure. You've tried to get over the disappointment. You've tried. You've tried. You've tried. You've done your part. You've tried to resolve the relationship. You've tried to mend what was once broken. You've tried. But, but it's like you've capped down. It's like if you've reached all that you can do. And there comes a point in our lives that, I, that we have to step out of the way and say, Jesus, I can't do it anymore. But I know who you are. I've tried, but I can't try anymore. But I know who you are. I know in whom I've believed. I've sought all the help that I can seek. I've looked for all the counsel that I can. I've tried to give all the good advice that I know to give. I've tried to do my part, God. But I have, I've reached a point where I have to become less. And I have to let you become greater. I have to decrease. I have to, I have to eliminate myself from the equation and let you do what only you can do the way you can do it when you can do it. I have to decrease and I have to let you come in and do what only you can do. So if you're frustrated today, and if you've cried all the tears that you can cry, and if you've been lonely, all that you can bear, if you've been frustrated, and if you've been hurt, and if there's something in your life that you have tried to resolve on your own, trying to read all the self-help books that you can, trying to seek counsel, trying to seek everything that you could possibly do, can you just step out of the way and say, Jesus, I'm gonna move back a little bit, and I'm gonna let you become greater in my life. I stop, I, I choose on this day to stop focusing on my problem and focusing on the great God that I serve. I will not look at the problem, I will look at the promise and the promise that says that you will be with me and that you will see me through. And though I, I, I may be in a dark moment right now, I trust that you are my light, 
The prophet Micah said it this way, Rejoice not against me, O thou my enemy, because when I fall, I shall arise. Did somebody hear that today? When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. It doesn't matter if the whole world has closed in on me. It doesn't matter who turned off the lights. Jesus is my light. Jesus is my light. I want to invite you to close your eyes right where you're at. I want to invite you to, in this moment right now, in this moment right now, if there is something, that you say, Jesus, I step away. I become less and I let you become great. I've done what I can do. I've done what I can do. But I let you right now. I surrender it to you. I surrender it to you. Father, right now in this place, right now in this moment, you know the exact details. You know the specifics of what is weighing on our hearts and weighing on our shoulders. You may be the only one that knows the load that we're bearing. You may be the only one that really knows the hurt that is going on inside of me. But I am confident that you are my answer. I'm confident that you are the answer that the same God that has seen me through to this moment is the same God that will see me through to the next moment. I am confident that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am confident in the God that we have trusted this evening, right now, God, I declare. I declare your greatness. I declare, God, your power. I declare right now, God, that you would intervene like only you can intervene right now in the mighty name of Jesus right now over every circumstance, over every problem and over every challenge right now. Jesus, we declare that you will be greater right now. God, we declare that you will be greater and we, God, step back. We step back. I want to invite